He's a hero to many in the world and a malicious misogynist to many others. But at this point, just about everybody has a view on Andrew Tate. I've challenged him repeatedly on the macho mentality that made him a global internet superstar. I think my sister is her husband's property. Do you regret saying it like that? A woman is given to the man in marriage. Andrew, you're simply wrong. But just one week after our last interview, Tate was accused of much more than bad taste. Andrew and his brother Tristan were arrested at home in Romania on suspicion of rape, human trafficking and organised crime. They spent three months in jail awaiting charges, followed by six months under house arrest with their assets seized. And they can't leave the country. And they're still awaiting trial. Tonight, in his most explosive interview ever, Andrew Tate gives a blistering account of the year he lost everything, and I hold him to account over whether he's guilty. It's emotional. There were tears that ran down my face, but I did not cry. It's inflammatory. The last pure blood Andrew, on the planet before Andrew, I inject myself with poison. You're not making an MGM trailer, and it's uncensored. Any woman I love Fine. does not have to work unless she decides. Right. Her job is to work out for your benefit. Blah 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 blah. Andrew, it's been uh, well nearly a year since we last sat down together. Very a different time. It was in my London studio. And eight days after that, you got arrested. What's the year been like for you? It's certainly been an interesting one. I've been constrained this entire year. I spent 93 days in a Romanian dungeon, five months locked in my house, and now I'm restrained within the country of Romania. So it's certainly been a turbulent time. The moment you got arrested, it was all pretty dramatic. The video came out, the world saw it. A lot of people smashing into your your home. Did you have any inkling, warning that something like this may happen? I knew it. I kept saying before I was arrested on every single podcast I did, I said, you get three lives in the world. The first life, they're going to cancel you. They're going to slander you. They're going to delete your access to social media so you can't defend yourself. The second life, they're going to try and put you in jail for no reason. And if you continue to speak against the power, they're going to assassinate you. I knew I was on my second life. I kept saying it. I knew it was coming. I didn't know the bullshit reason they'd use, but I found out once I was in a cell. When you were arrested, you, you didn't actually, you don't speak any Romanian. Zero. And they didn't speak English to you. Correct. So you were taken to a cell. You had no idea what they were alleging you'd done. I was arrested on the 27th of December. So because of Christmas and New Year's and other problems, they couldn't even translate my paperwork for two weeks. So for the first two weeks I was in a prison cell, I had no idea why. I was given papers in Romanian. I could read human trafficking, I understood, but I was like, human trafficking who, when, what, none of this makes sense. I waited two entire weeks inside of my cell before I was given an English translation, and then I realized exactly how ridiculous the whole case was. Just to clarify, I am accused of helping my friends get big on TikTok. That is what I'm accused of. I told some girls I know how to post on TikTok to become viral when I was, at the time, the most viral person on the planet. And they are saying I'm a human trafficker for that reason. It is insane. You in jail, what was that like? Romanian jail is not English jail. I mean, describe it. What was the cell like? I have to be careful what I say because I don't want to insult the Romanian justice system, which I'm still beholden to. However, it's exactly as bad as people would expect it to be. Luckily, it was in the winter, so the cockroaches were not too bad. It was also during Ramadan, so I didn't have to eat so much, which was helpful because of the situation. I think the most stressful thing about it is I had no idea how long I was going to be in there for. I was dragged from my house. I was given papers in Romanian. I didn't know why I was there. I found out why I was there and it was garbage. I couldn't seem to get out. It, I could have been held for years. 
it's very stressful. And uh, the best thing you can do is turn to God and, and train as hard as possible. I did thousands of push-ups a day every Were single day. Were you in day. solitary this, in this period, three months? I, no, I wasn't in solitary the entire month, the entire time. Sometimes I was by myself, sometimes I was with other guys, and sometimes I was with my brother. So. When you were on your own, were they keeping you in there for 24 hours a day? Were you allowed out? No, I wasn't allowed out. There was no yard time. It was 24 hours a day, locked in a single room, probably three or four steps large, and you do nothing but stare at the wall. And you. How many days did you do that for on your own? 11, 12. I mean, that's a pretty grim scenario for, for anyone. Life's grim. Did you get emotional? Did you shed tears in yourself? I'm an emotional man. I think... I think men are hyper-emotional, we just have to control it. I was extremely busy inside of my jail cell. I had lots of push-ups to do. I was very concerned about the people on the outside. I was trying my best to get out. It's difficult for me to answer the question because it was an interesting frame of mind. I knew that God was watching and I had to perform. It's very difficult for me to go through life saying, I'm the top G, I'm this, I'm that, and speak about mental resilience and mental toughness, and then the second I'm thrown inside of a solitary confinement cell, cower out. I'm not that person. There's, some, it, other, there's some other people who talk about mental toughness and want to give advice, and when bad things happen to them, they end up addicted to prescription drugs. I'm not a coward and I'm not a liar. But you cried. There were tears that ran down my face, but I did not cry. I mean, that's crying. I would disagree. When you found out what they were alleging you'd done, sexual assault, exploitation, and so on. What did you feel about that? What was I, your first reaction? My first reaction was, ah, the standard playbook. The standard playbook for anybody who speaks up against power is sexual exploitation. Isn't that the normal one they go to? Can't we name like 10 or 15 people right now they hit them with this exact same garbage? I mean, to be clear, I don't know if you're guilty or not. I do. You're perfectly entitled to say that, and you know, right? Of course I know. But I don't know, and I will await any trial that comes uh, to see what comes out in the trial and see what happens, right? So I'm not going to prejudge the trial. I'm not going to judge you and say, I think you're guilty. I don't know, yeah. right? We are where we are. You've been charged with serious crimes and it's likely you'll face a trial and we'll see how that all plays out, obviously. Going back to jail, how were you treated by other people? Everybody in jail was extremely apologetic to me. All of the staff, the police officers, everyone who worked in the jail, the person who served me my meal, everybody was very sorry for what happened to me. They made it very clear they knew it was garbage, and they were apologetic. That was the only vibe I could give you. They were kind of like, listen, you got too big. I'm sorry. This is how things work. And sorry, here's your meal. Nobody had any real problem with me. None of the prisoners had a problem with me. Did you get into any fights? There was a, a, a couple scenarios where violence could have occurred, but I think once people realize that violence is a certainty and that you do not operate under a fearful realm, they often aren't so interested. So people threatened you? I wouldn't say they threatened me, but they would have liked to have got the opportunity to threaten me. And what happened? And they realized that would have been a bad decision. One of the things I would think about, other than my family, immediate family, but one particular member of my family, if I found myself in jail, would be my mother and what she would be feeling and what she'd be thinking. She's been incredibly supportive to me. I know yours has to you. Did you think about your mother? I was extremely concerned for her. I was concerned because the media establishment were hounding her. She was obviously very worried, but she knew she raised strong sons. But we're her number one protectors, and I was concerned for her. I, I wasn't concerned for myself in jail. I didn't even suffer in jail as, mo as much as I did when I got out. I didn't have nightmares in jail. I had nightmares once I left jail. I was in the middle of a battle. I don't think you get PTSD while you're fighting. You get it afterwards. 
I was in the middle of a battle trying to make sure that everybody I love and care about is taken care of and trying to make sure that bills are paid. Please understand, the day I was arrested, which is a year ago, every single bank account that I have was frozen. All of my assets were taken. I haven't had a, a dollar of money yeah, 10 since January. Cars taken, I think. 15. 15 cars and, some, and how many properties? 15 cars, six properties, 20 diamond watches, gold bars, cash, land, every single bank account, millions and millions and what millions of dollars. What was the total value of everything they seized? 16, 17 million pounds. And they took all of it. And I still don't have access to any of these things. I mean, as we're doing this interview, you're expecting to hear sometime today as to whether you may get those possessions back. Is it, is it all or nothing? Do you get it all back or nothing? Correct. As we sit here, the judge is deciding whether I get all of my items returned or I get none of them returned. And truthfully, under the law, I should have never had them taken in the first place. So we're going to see what the judge decides. And I have to put my faith within the Romanian judicial system. I have no other choice. I'm not a coward. I'm not going to run. When you were released from jail after about three months, what was that feeling like? I, my, my brother and I were in the same cell at that time. We were extremely happy. I remember using the last of my mouthwash. During the day, I had some rituals to keep me sane, and I'd enjoy one swig of mouthwash a day. It's amazing how bored you get when you're staring at cockroaches, and even that sensation so was So there were literally cockroaches in your cell? Correct. There was an infestation. We did our best to kill as many as we could. It kept us entertained, but uh, they're annoying to sleep with. But mouthwash was something I enjoyed every day. The sensation of mouthwash made me happy, and I remember using all of my mouthwash. And then instantly, my brain started turning to all of the things I need to do. I'm a man. I have responsibilities. For 93 days, I wasn't working. I started concerning myself with, okay, I'm about to get out of jail. Thank God. I'm going to leave. Who do I need to take care of? What's paid? Do I have any money left? Are bills due? Is mom okay? Are my children okay? And I just started thinking about work. And as soon as I got out, I didn't sleep for three days. You come out of prison, you've got no ability to access any of your assets. How have you been functioning financially since then? I believe in prayer and I trust in God. Well, prayer I, doesn't pay the bills. God has been paying my bills so far, it seems. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how far faith can take you. It's often when you have absolutely nothing left, people turn to faith. But you should turn to faith first and you should believe in God when things are good and that he will be there when times are bad. Initially, you were put on this sort of rolling 30-day house arrest, and they kept renewing that month by month by month. And then in June, uh, you and your brother and two others were formally charged with rape, trafficking, and forming an organized crime group to sexually exploit women. And there were seven alleged victims named in the indictment. You said at the time, I look forward to being found innocent. Um, you said earlier, who are these women? Well, there are seven named in the indictment. Yeah, have you seen the videos of them on the internet saying we're not victims, they made us be victims, we told them well, we were victims? Well, that will all presumably be analyzed in a trial. Do you know when the trial may be? I have no idea. It's uh, gonna be a long Do you believe it will happen? I'm not sure. It could get to a point where a judge anytime before the trial decides his case is garbage and throws it away. If you ask me what I believe happened, it's very simple. They threw me in a jail cell knowing they had no case, knowing they had no victims, but they thought if they plaster me all over the MSM and they say that I'm a bad person and they call enough people, they will find the case they want. They couldn't find it. The Romanian authorities' prosecution files uh, accuse you of using verbal and physical abuse to keep women in line taking 50%, uh, I believe, of the women's online income, although I, th I believe that figure could vary, could be up to 80%. Is that right? No, they accuse me of exploiting women who, may, who did TikTok. The same women who say we were not exploited, he just told us how to do TikTok. 
Also, in the prosecution file, if you want to talk about it, there's not a single bank transfer. There's not a single piece of evidence for any money. So I'm accused of making money from TikTok, but they haven't found any money. There's no money, and the victims are saying, I didn't exploit them to do TikTok. What you the whole thing is a joke. I was in jail because I spoke against power, because I told the truth about COVID, because I told the truth about the war in Ukraine, because I told the truth about all of these things. I don't understand why people would want to put you in jail for giving your opinions about COVID or Ukraine. Because why would they? Why wouldn't they? Well, why would they? Why because would they, they say, the, say that Andrew Tate's opinion is so important on Ukraine that we have to put him in jail? Because I don't, I don't buy that. Okay, because I was the most Googled man on the planet and I had a huge affinity with the most troublesome demographic for the matrix, which is the young masculine youth, the people who you need to die in wars, the people who you need to psyop into being slaves to build the roads while telling them that they're not allowed a point of view and they're not allowed an opinion on anything. And I was saying things which was going against the narrative. And the matrix, the way it operates is it uses the MSM to purport lies, to inject slave programming into people's brains so that we live lives which are not good for us but are good for them and i was sitting there unplugging it what is the matrix the matrix are a bunch of people who can come up with studies from the sky to say anything they want them to say so they can use the msm to purport garbage inside of people's minds mm. so you end up locked in your house clapping for the nhs like a performing seal injecting yourself with experimental poison for the ninth time it's a lie there was no reason to lock everyone in their house. More people died from missed cancer appointments than anyone ever died of COVID. People always got the sniffles before COVID and they've always got it since. It wasn't Let me ask you a question, Hang on, sir. it wasn't. Where is COVID gone? It wasn't. Diseases don't go away. It wasn't. Where's COVID gone? It wasn't. Well, COVID strains have got milder, as indeed flu did. Flu oh, used to so kill. so it's gone away. Well, flu pandemic in about 100 years ago killed 50 to 100 million people. And it's got steadily milder over the decades since. This is normal medical science. Uh, pathway for most pandemics, right? So on that, I mean, your sort of cast iron, it was all matrix MSM nonsense is palpably untrue. Well, I'll tell you why that's not untrue. Let me tell you my personal experience with COVID. I'm an extremely logical person. At the beginning, when everyone was dying, dropping dead in the streets in China, which I never saw, by the way, funny. And the Italian hospitals were full. English hospitals were never full, funny. Me and my brother sat there and said, if this disease is so deadly and can damage us as strong military age males, then the world is over. So there's no point in hiding in our house. We decided to go to Sweden on day one of COVID. Day one, when everyone still believed, we went to Sweden. Why does no one talk about the fact that Sweden was open the entire time? Why does no one talk about the fact they didn't have masks or lockdown or vaccines? My brother and I partied in nightclubs seven days a week for three entire months while everyone in England locked in our house. Had, Sweden actually had a number of restrictions. Uh, not when I was there, not it was open. Not as draconian as we had in the UK. And there are certainly legitimate questions to ask about the scale of our lockdowns. I think people panicked. They saw what was happening in, in Italy, which had the second best medical healthcare system in the world. And people were dying in massive numbers and the hospitals were overrun. Um, so people may have panicked. Did you hear about the guy who died in a motorcycle crash and it was a COVID death? Did you hear about that one? Well, there was certain Downing people, Street didn't seem very concerned with there COVID. Was a long, were there was a long debate about people dying of COVID or with COVID. I know all that. But the bottom line for me, it is indisputable that COVID was a deadly pandemic that killed a lot of people. It turned out a lot of older people more than young people, but they didn't know that at the time, not for a long period. The vaccine saved millions of people's lives. There are legitimate questions about some of the boosters, about some of the side effects of the vaccines, as there are, by the way, with all vaccines. But the idea that COVID is some invention by the matrix to suppress and control its people is for the birds, Andrew. It's well, for the birds. It seems the birds and, and I, I don't are think, friends. I don't think a smart guy like you actually believes that. Of course, I and that's absolutely one of my problems. believe that. One of my problems I have with you is that I think you are intelligent. 
but I think you also adopt positions that you know are going to get the anti-matrix you know, anti mob inflamed. And it's just these all-encompassing views you have. COVID was a load of nonsense. Vaccines are all dangerous and killing more people than they Never say. Never said that. I no, said but, the COVID vaccine. Well, COVID vaccine, well, you don't think they worked? No, of course not, because the idea of, of a vaccine... Of course they worked. The, the, the word vaccine in and of itself is that you get... They saved millions of lives. If you get a vaccine, you do not get the disease. They changed the definition of vaccine in the dictionary so they could continue to inject us with this pointless poison. Hmm. The, I had the vaccine for polio. I've never had polio. You got the vaccine for COVID and you're bragging online how you have COVID for the eighth time, but it's not that bad because you've had six injections. It's insane. And please understand my position. Please understand that I'm a person who doesn't believe any of these studies, don't believe any of this garbage, don't believe the matrix. I'm a person who was in Sweden for three months mm. as everyone was afraid, locked in their houses, partying at will. Sweden and it was perfectly fine. Sweden. They had a lower death rate than the UK. They had a much higher death rate than their neighboring countries in Scandinavia. Did you know that? They had a lower death rate you know than that? the UK. Did you know that? It doesn't, no, I didn't know it that. Doesn't it doesn't matter, matter to you. Of course not. So you wouldn't compare them to their immediate neighbors. You'd only compare them to a country in the UK. If you think lockdowns worked, Pierce, if you think lockdowns... I think lockdowns were only acceptable as an immediate uh, panic move, which it was, yeah, yeah. before there were vaccines. The yeah. moment they had a successful vaccine program that worked, yeah. then there was no justification for further lockdowns. You're a very important person, and you're very well respected. I'm not the, important, I'm oh, a journalist. No, you're very important, and you're very well respected within the UK, and you've been famous for a very long time. Were you invited to the party at Downing Street, or were you not in that sort No. No? Oh, that's a shame. And I thought the because they seemed very concerned about COVID on the TV, and, by and the way, they didn't thought, seem to give a shit as soon as the TV was on. I thought that was disgraceful, and I thought Boris Johnson and the people working at Number Ten, who were having those parties, uh, when I had friends of mine who were literally saying goodbye to their mothers on FaceTime on their phone because they weren't allowed in to see them, I knew people in care homes where it ripped through and killed a third of the people in the home in two weeks. And the desperation that people felt. I had a cousin who lost his father who couldn't go and see uh, his dying wife and so on. They're, they're, they're it's were, disgusting. Why don't we just agree that they were a bunch of rank hypocrites, stupid people who were behaving utterly selfishly to the extent that the Queen, when her husband, Prince Philip, dies, is in the church on her own in a mask with none of her family around her after losing a rock of 70 years. And it turned out the night before... Down the street, it had, I think, two parties, including a karaoke party. I think that was shameful and disgraceful. Well, I, so I we can went, agree on that. We right? can agree on that, and we can wake up and start to realize, oh, maybe the government doesn't care about us. Maybe the government lies to us. Maybe they tell us things and try and scare us, but they don't actually care themselves. Maybe all they are is hypocritical, self-interested people. Maybe they are. Ed. Let me ask you about the lover boy method. So the suggestion is that you and your brother and others, uh, but you, let's talk about you, that you deploy the lover boy method where you would make women fall in love with you, you would then persuade them to do uh, webcam, webcam stuff, right? TikTok. Okay, but wait, let's call it webcam stuff, right? No, They're, let's not call it that. The indictment is about TikTok. Okay, what would you make the women do? Or what would they do with you? I don't make anybody do anything. Okay. In fact, let's talk about the lover boy method. So it's yeah. very interesting. Let's imagine the Matrix is pissed off with a said individual who's telling too much truth and everybody is listening to him and they decide they're going to attack him with sexual assault claims. They say, ah, he's making women do, well, we found conversations where he gave advice on how to go viral on TikTok. Mm. He's making women do TikTok, but he isn't being horrible to them. He's not hitting them. He's not being mean to them. So what can we do? Let's use the lover boy method. If I was abusive and mean, they wouldn't say lover boy method. Do you know what lover boy method means? Mm. Being nice. 
He was nice and polite and kind, and they really liked him as a person, and he told them how to do TikTok. That's not what the lover boy... He's a lover boy. Of course it is. Andrew, that's not what the lover boy method is. Absolutely it is. The lover boy method is where perpetrators woo victims with the prospect of a loving relationship until they can be forced into abusive situations or a form of slavery. This is garbage. That's actually what it means. The lover boy method is being nice to people so that you work together, effectively, what they're trying to say here. I was nice to girls who asked me for TikTok advice, and they sang us the lover boy method. I didn't beat them into doing TikTok. I didn't force them. I didn't threaten them. In fact, I was like, yeah, you're very pretty. You can be pretty famous. Was there any well. element of coercion? How can there be an element? What does that even mean? Let's be professionals here. What does that even what mean? What do you think coercion means? I was coerced into this interview. You came along to me and said... You weren't coerced into this interview. Yes, I was. Well, don't tell me. The bullying Pierce. MSM said, Andrew, you've got to do an interview. No. You and used... I'm going to fly all no. the way to Romania no. to do it. You do didn't do that. Favor. You used the lover boy method. You said, sir... The lover boy method? Yep. Andrew, this is going to be a very interesting interview. We had a good one last time. You're a nice guy. We have some interesting conversations. I didn't say you were a nice guy. I'm going to come along. Wait we're a minute, gonna, wait a We're going to make some money from hey, this interview. Wait a minute. Money will be made for wait all, both minute. sides. Wait a you minute. You me wait and you stole the profit. Wait, just to be clear, I've had no conversation with you about this interview. And the conversations I've had with your intermediary were very professional. And I said, I would like to do an interview. Were you nice? I wasn't nice to you. And I didn't call you a nice guy. I feel lover boy. Hmm? I feel lover boy. Tears. I'm sorry. Well, I'm yeah. sorry. It's fine. You had a, a website, Hustlers University, Correct. offering courses teaching husbands and boyfriends how to get their partners Absolutely into webcams. Absolutely false. The Hustlers University, which you can go to now, actually, we've changed the domain, it's university.com, mm -hmm. is a school which teaches modern wealth creation methods. We teach people how to make websites, we teach people e-com. Why, why did you call it a PhD, pimping hose degree? No, you're talking about an old video which was made satirical. Why did you call it that? Oh, that's satire. Of course it was. Nine years ago, the internet was a very different place. And if you're mm. going to sit here and say, oh, nine years ago, you said stupid things on the internet. It's not a gotcha moment because every single person has. So have you. Hustlers University teaches children how to make websites and it teaches and it's, is there any one reason and it's I'm fitness asking you, advice. The only reason I'm asking you, you've repeatedly said in interviews since you were arrested that you have never categorized yourself as a pimp. You don't think you're a pimp, right? Well, what about all the rappers? Did you ask Ice Cube if he's a pimp and a murderer and a drug dealer? Jay-Z sold crack. I'm not, interviewing, talking I'm not interviewing them. I'm asking you whether you have at any stage in the last 15 years been a pimp. Of course I've not been a pimp. I've said I'm a pimp. I've said I'm an astronaut. I've said I'm a cowboy. I've said I'm the strongest man in the world. I've said I'm James Bond. Throw me in jail. Are you just Put a... me in jail. Okay. I deserve it. Nine years ago I made a joke on the internet. So here's my question. Are you, are you a fantasist? I'm not a fantasist. Uh, do you have a persona that's just not you? Of course not. I am me. Well, if you are you, why would you repeatedly call yourself a pimp and then now say you've never been a pimp? I exaggerated on the internet nine years ago for comedic effect. I'd walk into a nightclub and there'd be girls at my table, like every other man who walks into a nightclub, and I'd say, pimpin'. Oh no, put me in jail. 93 days was not enough with the cockroaches. I should go back. This is a matrix attack, Pierce. Every single person, every single man out there has done things worse than I've done. In fact, I will argue, if you put 99.9% .9 of men through the level of scrutiny I've been through by, by multiple federal agencies, you will find a lot worse than him saying he was a pimp on the internet nine years ago. You will find actual genuine crime. And I've done nothing. I live true to God. This is all garbage and it's not real. I want to be clear to you, I'm not preempting your guilt. I've come here with a completely open mind. You've been charged with serious offences, but I am not going to judge you because I'm not a judge and this is not a courtroom, right? But it's interesting to me that one of the biggest charges against you 
is that you're a misogynist. And you've always said, I'm not a misogynist. And then the last time I interviewed you, you said, well, I may have said some things that you know, may have been misconstrued. But even in the last week, you've tweeted some stuff, which I'm not even sure if you're aware as you tweet this stuff, how it sounds. Read it. Okay, let's read. This is quite a long one. Sure. But I think it's important to read it to get a sense of how you view women. Absolutely. Any woman I date does not have a job. Um, okay, so the woman you're with doesn't have a job. No. Okay. Do you date other women? Sometimes. And your partner's fine with that? Obviously. Yeah? And you, you're fine with that? Why wouldn't I be? Well, you think it's fine to be dating other women when, you're, when you have a mother I think we're kids? consenting adults and everybody can make their own personal decisions. Okay, fair enough. Why would I be working so hard, you say, to have hundreds of millions for my woman to waste her life in slaved pennies? No. I will give you a life you can never, ever afford. Private jets, five-star hotels, new cars, endless spending money and diamonds. You will be rich because you're praying for me every day and protecting my spirit. I work in the physical world. She works in the spirit realm. Women shouldn't have to work because being a good partner is a full-time job for a woman. She has to look good. All the beauty treatments are time intensive. Not about money, it takes a lot of time. She has to train every day and stay in fantastic shape. Shop to look amazing next to me. I know there are some men who do a hundred times more than this on a daily basis, but women are not as organized as men and achieving anything significant causes them huge amounts of stress. Yeah. They need to have huge sections of their day empty to waste or they will have a mental breakdown. True. And do you want a woman who's stressed and angry after the commute, unshaven and exhausted? Or do you want a Barbie doll who's always smiling and saying thank you because she did her nails and brought you Prada that day? As a man, unless you're a loser, you're already filthy rich, right? You can get endless sex anyway. Girls are easy. So what can a girl give you? Happiness, vibes, always smiling. Take the edge off a stressful life. Can she always be happy if she's been working all day? No. Just to wake up at 11, gym till 1, one appointment and some shopping. Dress beautiful by 7pm for you to finish working and tell you how strong you are. No matter how pissed off you are, just to always be laughing and smiling and writing your little notes about how you're perfect. And just to be playful and funny. She can't do that if she has a job. So your job is being my girlfriend and now you're a millionaire. Congratulations. Behave and aim for the promotion to wife. The reason I read all that in detail was... I don't think you understand quite how that comes over because I think that is the purest definition of misogyny I've probably ever read. Well, I don't think you understand. One, especially when I'm talking about the fact that women can't handle what men can do, etc. One, it's slightly sarcastic. There's a sarcastic tone. So do you mean any of this? No, I mean it. Well, what which, which but be, it's slightly sarcastic well, sarcasm for comedic effect. Sarcasm means you don't mean it. No, I mean it. But it's slightly well, sarcastic. You either mean it or you don't. It's either sarcastic or it's not. I think a man should provide for a woman financially, completely and utterly. If she wants to work, if my partner were to say to me right now, I really feel like getting a job, it would make me happy. Then I'll say work. But she doesn't have to. Her job is looking after the children, looking after me, and being as happy as possible. If you think I'm a bad person for saying, if you actually read that, read mm. the subtext and context. I read it I'm all saying, out. Okay, good. Then you'll understand what I'm saying. But you know is, I did. You heard it. Absolutely. So what I'm saying is, I am a man. My life is stressful. My life is pain. I go to jail. I suffer. I have to deal with making money. I have constant, endless headache. I do all of that so I can give you everything, but then I get to have you. Your job is to be happy. I want you to smile. I want you to look your best and feel your best all of the time. If I'm a misogynist for saying that I go through so much pain so that we can be financially secure, so I hope the woman I care about does not have to work a job. If that makes me a bad person, then so be it. Because all I'm saying is I want to take care of her in every single realm. I take care of her physical safety. I take care of her financial security. That is my job as a man. And if more men acted like me, you will see that the world would be a happier and better place. 
The women who say, I really want to work, I want a career, that's their prerogative and their decision. They're allowed to do that. But also, often the reason they do that is because they can't find a man they trust to take care of them. No. I've, had this, I've had this from women in their own Andrew, mouth. If I found a man who was financially secure and as smart as you, I wouldn't be doing this Fine. garbage job either. Why was I psyoped into working to pay taxes when I should be at home having children oh, with a man Andrew, I adore? Andrew, it's a psyop. Andrew, there are so many women that will listen to that and be laughing and mocking you. Will say, there? Say, don't be so ridiculous. I have a job that I love. Maybe they're being paid even more than their man, right? The real world isn't the one that you categorize. The real world is varied and nuanced, mm. but I am talking about my life experience. It's a very my experience. Any woman I love Fine. does not have to work unless she decides. Right. You're the boss. You're in charge. Her job is to make you happy. Her job is to make herself look good. Her job is to work out for your benefit. Blah, 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 blah. It is actually just misogyny. Do you think a woman looking and it's good? Also, do you think a woman looking good and working out is, has no benefit at all to her? Of course it does. Okay, so it's not for my benefit, then, is it? You no, but you see, but when you, no, but when you talk you about when you talk about young, no, no, I don't. When you talk about young men and you tell them to work out and take care of themselves, I cheer you on, right? I want that. I've got three sons. I want them to feel that. Well, don't you want them to become very rich and successful and of have course. a woman who relies on them and have of a beautiful course. family? No, but I don't want a woman who's subservient to them. Why is subservience? Why is a literally woman the tone of the tweet I read is subservience? You did another tweet this week. Men love by telling you what to do and not allowing you to make stupid decisions. We save you from the female inclination to make stupid choices. If a man isn't giving you instructions, he doesn't love you. If you won't listen to a man's instructions, you don't love him. The whole language is so ridiculous. Let me change the language then. A well, you tweeted this to 8.2 million people. Correct. So let me say this. A father loves. Let's say instead of a man loves, say a mm. father loves. A father loves disciplinarian. That's how a father will love you. A mother will say, oh, I hope you're happy. Hope you're doing okay. But, but a father will come along and say, no, don't do this. You must do it that way. That's incorrect. It has to be this mm. way. A father will discipline you because a father feels he knows best for you. It's the masculine essence of love. When a man loves, he cares by a degree. And there is a massive difference between a relationship between a father and a child and between a man and a woman in a relationship. Completely. And I'm not sure you quite get no, that. No, there is a difference. But I would argue, Piers, I would argue in the happiest relationships, it's a traditionally masculine role in which the man plays and provides. The female is traditionally feminine. The man is the head of the house. Not in an abusive way, doesn't beat her up. I'm talking about the man being the head of the household, like I would like to believe you're the head of your household. And he comes along and says what happens and what doesn't happen. Yeah, listen, it's all good macho stuff, okay? And I know lots of young boys who listen to this and go, wow, that's how I should be. Then I read the detail of your tweets. And again, come back to this, we save women from their female inclination to make stupid choices. Females are emotional. If a man isn't giving you instructions. Now, females are hang emotional. On, hang on, Peers, He doesn't females love you. Are, all females this stuff, are emotional. All this stuff is designed to, exactly as you've just articulated, is designed to make young men feel that the only way they can be successful in life is to effectively have their women under control, give them instructions that, they have, them that they have to obey. Oh, don't you but here, but here, don't buy me, women Prada and you'll end up in jail. You can buy them Prada, but let me, let me finish my point. My point is that it seems to me from reading your tweets, even now, that you have a blind spot when it comes to how they sound. I and it may no, be, and it may be that the legal problems that you're in, which might be extremely serious, and we'll see when the trial happens, but it may be that in your head, nothing you've done is remotely inappropriate because actually in your tweets, you can see there's an element there of wanting coercion and control. You want to control women. You want them to be effectively 
your servants, slaves, for want of a better slaves, phrase. Slaves who get Prada and get to work out in the gym and get to look good but you understand, while, while, you understand, while I do actual But do you understand work. the point I'm making? No, I don't. Because Which is, in your head, the line is blurred so much now with this macho rhetoric that you've actually lost track of how this sounds. Here's all of the things I Even when I read that stuff to you, I could see you looking at me and you said, your answer is, I was being sarcastic. No. And I said, well, where? And then you go, well, no, I meant it. Well, it can't be both. I meant it and I said you either a mean sarcastic it, tone You either mean it effect. or it's, well, no, because sarcasm means you don't mean it. Pierce, all the things we've just described. Do, do you accept that? No, I, You're a smart I meant, guy, you know what sarcasm means, Absolutely, right? I said it has a sarcastic tone for comedic effect. You tweeted the picture of Amanda Holden, a very good friend of mine. Uh, it's a very harmless picture. She's in a bikini on holiday under a rain shower, uh, looking extraordinarily uh, beautiful. In a sexual pose. And you tweeted, you are a wife and a mother and you're far past a teenager. There's no need for this post. Agreed. Again, it's just misogynist to say that. It's not misogynist. What kind of woman of her age, she's just turned 50, what kind of woman of that age actually show off her beautiful body in a, in a nice bikini like that? What's you, wrong with that? You can call me crazy. You can call me misogynistic. But I think once you reach the ripe age of 50, any woman should not be interested in thirst trapping on Instagram. I think she has bigger responsibilities. I'm sure she's a very intelligent lady and she's mm. done amazing things. She's famous. She's obviously very capable. And I think she could do things more interesting than standing around trying to thirst trap on Instagram like she's 18. Because I think she's above it. I wasn't insulting her. I was reminding her that mm. she's actually such a fantastic person. She's done such amazing things in her life and she's so achieved that she's actually above thirst trapping. I was reminding her of her worth mm. because as a feminist, we're all feminists here, right? We all believe in women empowerment. I'm reminding of her, her of her worth. Are you a feminist? Sure. Well, you're not though, are you? I believe in feminine empowerment and I think feminine empowerment is in, yes I do, and feminine empowerment only is in only, modesty. Modesty is empowering only, for, fem, for females. You only believe in Taking your clothes off for men on Instagram is not empowering. You it's actually, empowering when you say, no man but my husband can see my body. That is female empowerment. Mm. And I was reminding her of that. I was reminding her of her ripe age and her intellect. And there was no need for that. How post. old are you now? I am 36. 36 years old. Correct. At what point will your antics, you know, chugging your cigars and your ripped body in your compound with your security and your Bugattis, at what age does that become a thirst trap? I don't know if that ever stops being a thirst trap. Because so it's fine for you. Once again, one rule for the man, another rule for the woman. Well, it's interesting because I've never heard this argument before, but I'm extremely intelligent. I've already deciphered how this is going to go from head to toe. It's called, I guess we can look at peacocks, right? The male peacock, he shows, look who I am. Look, look what I can do. Look at my achievement. Look at my beautiful feathers. And I guess you could call it peacocking to a degree. I'm showing the world. So I'm, showing, extremely, I'm, extremely physical I'm extremely physically capable. Yes, that's correct. I'm extremely financially successful. Are you yes, stripping off for Instagram is fine. It's not stripping off but for Instagram. You I'm do, boxing. When you, you, do, you box, you, box, no, you have you no do, top on. You do it all the time with your cigar and you're showing off your rip. But that's fine for you. But if Amanda Holden dares do it, that is apparently thirst trapping. I think me boxing with no shirt on is different than a 50-year-old woman posting. You don't just box. I've seen you doing ones where you wander around all moody with your cigar and you're topless and stuff. So fine for you. Are you a fan, Pierce? Uh, no, I just think it's thirst trap. Do you? Yeah. Well, I don't do that. Perhaps it's successful. Maybe you should start. Perhaps it's successful because I do have a lot of female fans out there in the world. And they pretend I'm a misogynist, but it turns out that 85% of women on the planet seem to agree with me. Every single woman I've ever met in real life agrees with me. I have no female hate at all. I've never had a neg negative interaction with women ever. Yes, you have. With who? There are lots of women I know personally. There are lots of women who find you incredibly offensive. I don't think so. Right? It's their right to. Your of right course, to, of course. It's your right to not care. Yep. But the idea that somehow you're this beloved person for the world's females, I think is 
not true. You are for a certain type of woman who likes to be treated in the way that you like to treat women. Well, let's counter that argument, right? Because the world, as I said at the beginning, is nuanced. Am I beloved by all females? No. But when I'm sat here with someone as prestigious as you who says you're a misogynist and you hate women and women hate I you. I think you talk in a way that is misogynistic, yeah. Okay, well then you make it sound like all women hate me and that's also not the case. Of course, it's a nuanced I argument. I didn't say all women hate you. Some, some women agree with me, mm. some women don't agree with me. When I said that post about Amanda Holden, a lot of women said, Andrew, that's actually completely correct. She's extremely famous and there's no need for her to be posting video pictures like this at her ripe age. I was actually empowering her. I believe that female empowerment is in modesty. But you don't actually believe in feminism. I believe in the idea you of... You believe in masculinity controlling women. No. They have to take instructions from you. They have to do what you tell them. And that is actually what love and relationships are about. No, I believe that men and women have different roles. I believe that we were created differently by God because we are the perfect team. Mm. I believe that a man who's in his masculine frame is best suited by a woman who's in her feminine frame. I believe when we work together, we can achieve amazing things, whether it's raising children or preserving society. And I believe a man has certain jobs and a woman has certain jobs. You don't understand this about the things I say. When I said there that women make bad decisions in the tweet you referenced earlier, mm. the point I was making is that women are more emotional than men. That is their superpower. That is fantastic. That is a great thing. I love female emotionality. In the tweet before you tried to use against me, I was talking about how I love a woman to be happy all the time, smiling all the time while I'm stressed. I love female emotionality. The reason women are better with no, children. The not, reason women are better with children is because they're emotional. What that is their superpower. That's not what, but you're, that's in not what position, your tweet said. In a position you're not of, even remembering what you of wrote. Of course it is. Yeah. I said female women are more emotional than men. Is exactly what I said. I'm saying that is a fantastic thing. Mm. But there is no light without dark. So in certain situations, the emotionality is positive. In certain situations, the emotionality is negative. We can also argue the same for men. Because what happens with me is everyone tries to gender my arguments. We can actually argue the same with men. Stoicism. Male stoicism is positive in certain scenarios. It can be negative in others. We can come across as unempathetic or not care because we're stoic. I mean, I but in people, certain situations, it benefits I know us. people who've told me that their kids are in their late teens. They're at schools where the name Andrew Tate is banned. Nobody's allowed to mention your name because sure. the teachers think that your brand of masculinity is so toxic, they are seeing a immediate effect on the way that young men behave and not in a good way. Is that what the teachers think, is it? Yeah. Well, I am actually genuinely concerned by the fact that I've been banned from schools when I do nothing but preach masculine strength and excellence. But then if you actually understand how the society is going and how the world works and all the insanity they're trying to push on all of us, I can understand why they banned me because I speak the truth. If I was wearing a wig, Piers, mm. and lipstick, and telling young boys to remove their genitals, would I have been banned from schools? No. They would have said, no, you can say his name, no problem. No matter how big I got, if I had a wig on and lipstick, and I had been castrated medically, I would be allowed to talk to the young boys. But as soon as I say, you're supposed to grow up and get big and strong, and if your wife doesn't want a job, you need to pay for her. It's your job as a man. You better find some money. Garbage. On that last point, you don't say if a woman doesn't want to work, a man should take care of it. You say a woman shouldn't work. I say my woman won't work. Right. I'm talking about my personal experience. I said any girlfriend of mine, because I'm in an extremely fortunate financial position. I was before Romania took everything, of course. I have hundreds of millions of dollars. So because I am in my position, I would not my, want my woman to work. I think there's more important things she can do. If you have hundreds money. of millions of dollars, where you said you had a worth of 17 million. Where's no, I the, said they took 17 million. Well, so where's the rest? Uh, they must have taken it. I think they have it. Or maybe I lost it. I think I lost it somewhere. You, you, you've never had hundreds of millions of dollars. Of course not. You haven't, have you? Of course not. You said they took all your assets. Exactly. Well, did they or didn't of they? Of course, they took everything.
I mean, they'll be watching this. Are they to assume that there are hundreds of millions more dollars they haven't got yet? Well, they're watching this, that's right. They take absolutely everything, you have it all. Right. But again, is that all just the smoke and mirrors? Is that all just the, the top G stuff that you play up to, which is that has no bearing on reality? I was the most Googled man on the planet. I was the most relevant man mm. amongst 18 to 35 year old males, which are the highest earning and spending people on the planet. Mm. Do you really think that I am not, I can't pay my bills, Pierce? Right now, yeah. Okay. Someone's paying them for you. Correct, you're right. Someone's paying them for me, you're right. My girl's got a job, she works at Starbucks. Mm. Exclusive, Andrew Tate's girl, Top G's girl works in Starbucks to pay the rent. I've been exposed. See again, I don't know what to believe when you say stuff like that. Well, I'm telling you, my friend, that the remaining state... I think you deployed of, deliberate smoke and mirrors because you think it plays up to the brand. Romanian state have taken all of my money and I'm just, you know, getting by. Mm -hmm. That's what's happened. Do you worry about your impact on young men? I think that... Because, I I, like I said, I'll be completely honest. I think a lot of what you say, they should be hearing. Yep. And I, I have tangible proof every day when I walk around yep. that they are listening to everything you say. Yep. But there is other stuff you say where I don't want my sons, especially in that impressionable late teenage, Correct. to be listening to that. Correct. And that's a very. And I don't want my daughter to grow up and think that actually her only success in life will come if she's at home as some kind of servant to her man. Well, that won't be her only success, but that's an actual, that's a very professional question, and I'll give a very professional answer. I have a massive responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility, and I understand that young men do listen to everything I say. I do think I say good things, but you also made a very pertinent point there. You talked about the impressionable age of a teenager, and it's very easy for a teenager with their hormones and their lack of life experience to take the things I say and weaponize them and use them in the incorrect context. However, that is not my fault. You could argue that 16 to 17 year olds can look at anything on the internet and misunderstand it. You could argue that all of this transgender garbage and all of these rappers talking about killing each other and all these drill artists talking about stabbing their enemies mm. could be misunderstood by a 16 year old. I agree. Enemies. So oh, no, that's not my that, fault. However, on that I totally agree. Okay, so I have a massive responsibility. And you are held to a different account, actually, to a lot of those rappers. Absolutely. Right? There's no question. I mean, the far swing is when John Legend rewrote the lyrics to Baby, It's Cold Outside because apparently encouraged sexual assault, but wouldn't say a negative word about any of the disgustingly misogynist and, and actually very violent lyrics of his rap friends. Absolutely. That to me is total hypocrisy. And it is hypo hypocritical. However, unlike all of these other people, I have taken into account my massive power and my massive responsibility and I try to make sure that I use my words as carefully as possible so that they cannot be misconstrued or misunderstood. Can I make sure that no teenager on the planet who listens to me ever misunderstands me ever? No, I can't do that, but I am doing my very best. What do I actually talk about? What do I actually say? I, what I do is I come along, and let me give you the broad overview of my message. You're a man, so your life sucks. It's always going to suck, and it's going to be pain. You're going to do nothing but suffer. You're going to suffer as a nobody, or you're going to suffer the pain it takes to become Actually, great. most men don't have that. But that you're going to suffer as a nobody, because trust me, nobody suffer. Or you're going to suffer the pain it takes to become great. Life is not supposed to be a happy picnic. You're supposed to get up, work hard, dedicate yourself, get strong, get rich, go through whatever it takes to become somebody of significance. That's my overall message and get, I believe it's to, a positive. You're going to get rich to be happy. No, most of that, In fact, most of the super rich people I know in life are incredibly unhappy. Really? So you're selling a kind of false dream. Well, I don't... A lot of rich people are miserable. Have you ever seen a rich person give their money away? And a lot of people away? who have very little money can be very happy. Have you ever seen a rich person give their money away? Yes, of course. Okay, do you give all your money away? Will that make you happier, Piers? I don't Do you want the Romanian state to take it all? I didn't smile that day. And let me tell you that the reason I tell about men to become financially successful is for two reasons. One, because you have a job as a man to protect and provide, and you can do neither of those things if you are broke. 
That's the first reason. And the second reason I actually preach to young men to become as financially successful as possible is a greater, broader reason. And I believe we've entered a very interesting stage in humanity where the matrix has finally cracked. Three or four years ago, there were certain narratives you could not talk against. But with Elon Musk owning X, and now we have Rumble, we have a lot more information on the internet, people are starting to tell the truth about many different subjects. There's a whole bunch of them we can name. And I like the idea of people who are free thinking with a free mind, who are not matrix controlled, yeah, making as much money as possible because it takes money to win wars, and I want these people to be financially successful. Right. That's why I tell all of my fans, who believe in me to become as rich as possible because they understand that everything that the government does is lie to them. Right. And we need finance. You use the word truth there. I don't think it's necessarily that people want to promote truth. They want to promote their opinions. Often people's opinions on facts can be very different. People can take the same set of facts to different opinions. It doesn't mean it's the truth, right? Well, that's true. But I, like mean, I, I don't believe in this my truth crap, right? Neither, neither do I. But, but we, there are facts which have to be accepted. And you can have an opinion about them. You and I can disagree about all sorts of opinions, but actually not facts. Okay, but I can argue this point where the matrix comes out with a fact and all the opinions countering that fact are censored and they are destroyed, then that fact becomes de facto truth because it's the only version of reality which exists you think, to be ingested by the mind. I, so you still need varying you, opinions on all public. Do all you think that what you... Uh, Let's, let's put it this way. Sure. You would have relationships with women and encourage them to take part in webcam sexual stuff. No. Well, actually, yes. Why are we going back to this? Because there's one question I want to ask you sure. about it, right? And both sides made a lot of money, sure. right? Okay. You think what you've been making money from, park the illegality aspect to one side. Do you feel it was moral? Do I think it's moral? Because you speak in such a morally self-righteous way now. Do you think that that was moral? Well, I wasn't religious back then, but let me sit and analyze. Because you're now, you, you converted no, to I'm, Islam. Yeah, correct. You're a Muslim. Correct. They have, you know, a code of, of behavior. Do you think that that fell short of I that have code? to answer as a professional. And as a professional, I would say, judging by my current code, no, I do not think that women being naked on the internet is moral. However, there is like- So you made money immorally. You can admit that. It's nuanced like all things, Piers. At the time I was atheistic, I know that some of my girls talked men away from suicide. A lot of men are ridiculously lonely. Mm -hmm. I would also say a lot of the lessons I know about men and how they think and how lonely and sad they can be and how difficult life is as a man actually came from that era because I saw a lot of very successful men with a wife and with kids and with money mm -hmm. pouring their heart out to some 20 year old they never sure. met about how sad they were. I learned a lot about the world and I know that a lot of suicide was prevented and I made a lot of women millionaires. But would I do it now? No. However, I'm in a very different situation now. I'm a different person. I'm religious. I'm also extremely financially successful. Please understand, Piers, I come from Marsh Farm Luton. I came from one of the worst areas inside of the UK. Mm. I could have stabbed someone. Every one of my friends were breaking into cars, breaking into houses. Most of my friends were in jail. What did I do? I promoted accounts on the internet. You didn't made sell, money. Didn't sell crack. Didn't sell drugs, didn't rob anyone, didn't shoot anyone. And now, because I am successful, I'm going to be held to this moral standard by people who grew up in fancy homes with white picket fences and went to private schools. Well, no, actually, I am from Marsh no, Farm no, no, Luton, no. and the biggest crime I committed was completely legally promoting internet profiles. Tomorrow night on Uncensored, what is your view of this war? It's a genocide and it is disgusting, and it doesn't matter which side of the political spectrum you fall on. Do you believe Hamas are a terror organization? And that's a very interesting question, but I think you're peddling asininities. Why are you being flippant? I'm not being flippant. The point I am I making- I find that funny. Nothing justifies what happened on October 7th. So what are they Nothing. supposed to do? I'm mad. I'm emotional now. Let's go kill everyone. I think that was one of the best interviews ever conducted with Andrew. I actually, I don't know how hard you're gonna go on me.
When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.